Are you annoyed? Something as simple and seemingly small as a, just a petty annoyance for having to put on a mask to go pick up your antidepressant prescription at CVS or whatever it is. It's not only unnecessary wearing the mask, but it's, it's meant to degrade. And you know it. You know that that's the case. You know that someone is making you do that and you don't have to do it. And that temptation to become annoyed resurfaces every time you have to do it, every time you go into a store. You see, once you get someone to put on a mask, you can get them begging on their knees before you. And unless you're centered, you're toast. You're finished. And we have a whole population of burnt toast right now. We have to wake up. We have to stay awake or it's over. We're done. And it requires daily diligence. We're watching the unraveling of our founding right now, our entire country, our way of life. And so far, that's what seems to be happening. It seems to be working. It's gotten really far. We're completely dependent on Donald Trump right now. Well, maybe not Donald Trump singularly, but he and his advisors right now, we're relying on them and whatever spirit comes through them. We're very, very vulnerable. And Americans don't like that. We don't like it. We like to be independent. We don't like to rely on just one person or one group of people. And hence, there's another temptation to hate the haters. Our lives are literally in the hands of the people who are running the White House. Only if the Donald, in New York we, we, we call him the Donald, not, not just Donald Trump, we just call him the Donald, because uh, Ivana Trump called him that. But that was a long time ago. But if Donald Trump and his cabinet and his advisors remain unruffled, we will survive. And one traitor can take it down. One insider, one deep state person can take it all down. Very, very vulnerable. The White House, too. All we individually have left is to love, and we have our vote in November. We have to use it. You know, the Democratic uh, election strategy right now is to get hate going, to gin it up, to rile racial tension and violence, generate universal malaise over the economy and our quality of life. To what end? So that eventually we'll just tap out in November. Say, uncle, we give up. Take it away. Take away the pain. Can't take it. We're out of money. We have to wear these masks. We're just annoyed. We want to be at peace again. The stock market's next. You never know what they're going to do next. Retirement savings accounts, these are all at stake. The stock market takes a tumble. People lose their savings. It's doing pretty good right now, but they haven't gotten to it yet. Watch out for power outages. Watch out for summer riots. The attitude stinks. They say, what? You voted for that guy? You voted for that Orange man, don't you dare ever vote that way again. Now, on your knees, white swine. That's what it is. You have two sides of, of being upset. You have one side, you're both controlled. One side 
Those are the angry zombies. Those are the ones who have been conditioned during the Obama era. The rioters. Their leaders. The race baiters. And on the other side are those who see the zombies and then get upset by the deception. Now everyone's upset. The good people who don't know how to cope and the bad people. Both sides are completely subject to political manipulation. They'll wash feet. They'll kneel. They'll beg for pardon. They'll set fires. They'll turn over police cars. And one day, I'm making a prediction. One day, we'll see this on TV. I predict that we will see white people kissing bare black ass live on TV. That's terrible to think about. Or maybe on YouTube. But we will see that. People will do that. People will... People will bend. I'm watching what's going on in this country right now, and I'm not upset by it. I'm tempted to be upset, but I'm not upset by it. Why? Because I step back and I watch. No struggle. I just say what needs to be said. I write what needs to be right. That's why I write blogs. And then I make myself a cup of coffee, and I eat a turkey sandwich, if I feel like it. But I don't get upset. Dan, do you get upset? Yes, sometimes. You do? Sometimes. Yeah, I'll get upset sometimes. Yeah. Probably, and, probably more than you. Less than most people. I think you get upset less than most people. I see people very, very upset over this situation. Oh, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. So what makes you upset? Like when you, when you do find yourself getting, what happens? Um, I mean, I, I know what happens. You get caught up in your thoughts. Right. But, but what happens? Like, how do you feel? What kind of thoughts are they? I don't mean, I, mean, I have a lot, I have a ton of questions. The trick is you don't even know that you're upset a lot of the time. That's true. And you forget what it feels like not to be upset. That's true too. And you think you're normal and you're not. Because, well, what happens is, the, you know why that happens? Because you don't even, you're not even aware of your own existence in those moments. Right. You're, so, you're, so it's hard to say what it feels like because it's almost like it doesn't feel like anything. Not while it's happening. Because you can't be aware of how you feel and be upset at the same time. Right. Well, see, that's, right. that's the whole point of everything that I teach, right? It's about, yeah. it's about consciousness versus unconsciousness. Right. So you're not conscious. You know, I'll use meditation as an example, right? Mm -hmm. So when you meditate, you become awake, you become aware, and then it's not long before suddenly you're not. Yep. Well, why you're not, you don't know that you're not, right? But when you wake up, you realize that you haven't been. Yes. <laughs> you see? Right. So while you're there under the spell, you don't know it. So, as you've said, we're seeing these things, and they're all, they're all obviously leading up to the election. Everything. Every bit of it. Obviously, all happening right before the election. Um, just, it's just directly tied to it. Correct. It's directly tied to the election. It's all made to, to make the president look bad. Right. And, like you said, it's almost a punishment. For, it's a punishment for the first election. Right. And it's a warning to not do it again. No, yeah, exactly. Right. I believe and that. And it's not, it's not just the people who voted for him, too. It's the people who didn't do enough to prevent him from getting into office. Right. Whether that be lying, <clears throat> cheating, voting for the opposite party, mm -hmm. whatever it is, make everybody upset, punish everybody. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, casualties happening right now, you know, uh, metaphysical casualties. In terms of, we speak in terms of resentment, right? So when we do speak in terms of resentment, 
we can see that that's obvious that that's what they're doing. They're spreading resentment. When, when, you, when you realize the importance of getting upset and, and anger and transferring that to other people and what that does, you begin to realize the motivations behind the things that people do. And in this case, we can see, oh, well, there's a mass, it's like a resentment bomb going off. It's like a resentment atomic bomb. It is. Right? Yeah. Going off in the country. It is like a bomb. Okay, who's setting off these bombs? Who are the ones doing it? it it's not always political, by the way, but there's a trend here. It's all democratic governors and mayors and officials. Mm -hmm. They're all the ones doing it. Right. Yesterday, we had the Boston mayor declare racism is a public health crisis. Out of all the things, out of all the things he could have said about racism, mm -hmm. about denouncing racism, about how it's bad, why we shouldn't have it, he decided that is a public health crisis and you know we should take money from the public health budget and put it towards racism. So what does that do? Does that, does that make racism a disease? Exactly. It's just a resentment. It's just a little annoyance. Right. Okay. And things like that, it can be death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Mm -hmm. It's like public, what? What do you mean public health crisis? You couldn't, you could have used any word, any negative they word love, to describe They love it. rhetoric. They love yeah. rhetoric. And well, public health crisis. Okay, that is political because once you once you speak in terms of public health crisis, yes, that requires federal money. Right. That need we need and money the, to fix. And that. that, but that's what he's done. He's allocated money toward this public health crisis. Right. Garcetti, the mayor of uh, L.A. Right. Uh, saying we we will never fully reopen until we have a cure. I know. <laughs> that no... that pissed everybody off. Who? Okay. What virus I've, have we ever cured? I, I have friends in LA who are like, what? Like we're doing everything right. Of course. We're doing it all right. Yeah. You told us the goal was to flatten the curve and we, and we did that. And now we can't reopen until we have a cure? A cure? Okay. Well, there's, there's oh, not going to be a cure. No. And most recently in our town, we live in Barnstable, Massachusetts, right? right? Yep. No fireworks. Cancel the fireworks. Cancel the parade. No, for the no, independent, no Independence no Day independent, fireworks. Independence Day canceled. Independence Day is a canceled, okay? Well, they found a way to do it. They found a way to cancel celebrating America. Yes, That's did. how they're doing it. We, no. This is the year of Trump. No celebrating America. Right. Not allowed. And of course, of course, the, the weirdest one is the um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. You're, you're aware of that? No. What is, oh yeah, sure. The, the, like the little, the, the little Chaz. They're calling it Chaz, oh, the which Chaz? is a terrible name. What is that? I didn't. I never heard Capital that. Capital Hill oh, Autonomous Zone. The Chaz. The Chaz. Yes. Awful, awful name. They yeah. should have came. Oh, it, and actually, I don't even understand what it means when it's when it's said in full. Let right. alone, let alone the uh, how ugly the abbreviation is. But um, this is a police-free zone. This is where everyone is going to govern themselves. I guess. Right. They're armed. Police themselves. They're armed. They are. They're preventing people from entering. They have borders. Right. And the mayor says, it's like a block party. They're just protesting. It's okay. They're peaceful, loving, block party having people. But they have guns. But they have guns and they're preventing people from entering. Right. It sounds like... It sounds, it sounds like an insurrection. Well, it sounds like what they don't want America to be. They don't want us to have walls. They don't want us to prevent people from entering. Right. And they don't armed, want us to have guns. Armed and bordered. Yeah. Armed and bordered. Right. So... You look at these and, and, and you have to realize these are all, whether it's about the, the riots or the protests, and I call them protests, but it's not a, it's just not a great word for them because when we look at protests that happen throughout America, uh, usually, uh, they're not this violent. They're mm -hmm. just, and no, there, there are some peaceful, there are peaceful protesters. Yeah, but they're still, they're, they're spraying graffiti and they're destroying property 
and a good deal of them are, are doing these things. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the March for Life. Nobody gets hurt at the March for Life. No, There's of course no need not. For, you don't need armed security at the March for Life to make sure nobody's vandalizing things. The difference in the activity and what the protesters leave behind is very telling, I think. Um, but these are all little resentment bombs. Every, they're, they're little, they're, they're little going grenades. Off all over the place. Grenade, some of them are grenades. Some of them are nuclear bombs. Right. But they're all designed to annoy people. That's the point of my monologue is that all of these little resentment bombs that go off are all meant to keep you under control because if they can upset you, they can control you. Yes. You and, see? Right. You'll, the people who are kneeling, these are the people who are upset. Literally kneeling, you mean? Yeah, literally. Getting literally kneeling in front of black people. Correct. Saying, I'm sorry, I'm, I apologize. I apologize. We gave that up a couple of hundred years ago. We right. don't bow to it. We don't bow to people. No. We don't bow to our presidents. We don't bow to emissaries. We don't bow to people we at all. We certainly don't bow to different races. That's Absolutely that's not. That's racist. Absolutely not. That's so racist. It's unbelievable. So the thing is with all of these little things that go off and then, then they come up with these big ones. The coronavirus thing, that's huge. That's big. That's big one. It's a big yeah. lie. Fauci's a liar. Fauci's a liar. Right. He, the guy The guy instigated the whole thing. If you follow his history. Do you think he's lying or do you think he just has no idea? Because I find- I a, think he might be also a hypnotized zombie too. I, I, I come from the trenches of the academic world. Right. Okay. And I find that academics frequently speak very confidently and show the data and have, they have metrics, they have formulas, they have models- they speak very <clears throat> confidently about what they think is going to happen and why they should be believed. They okay. believe their own bullshit. And then when it doesn't happen the way they think, mm -hmm. in fact, when it happens the exact opposite, right? they go, oh, very interesting. Well, let us analyze why uh, these <laughs> these uh, completely different things happened. From right. A, now they have like, something else to do. Yeah. More research. It's just all analysis. You have to realize they have a way of analyzing things that's not necessarily any more credible than somebody's own intuition mm -hmm. a lot of the time or a different model that's more robust uh more well thought out and and arrives at the exact opposite conclusion mm -hmm. you'll find papers that explain exactly what your own opinion is it's not hard to do right and then what happens is you cite that and there's my, there's your proof or yes. i have proved it yes that's what people yes. ask me can you prove this can you prove that can you prove they want proof show me your proof show mm -hmm. me your evidence and no i'm not first of all i'm not a liar yeah i'm not going to go find something because you can go cite a study yep that has no basis that is totally theoretical to begin with and yep. then it looks like you have a credible sure. source and you don't and the fact is, if you don't know how to read these papers, right. and I, I'm barely literate in in a lot of this because it, because academic writing is extremely hard to read, extremely hard to understand. Yes, it is. And I've barely, <laughs> you know, dipped my toes in the water as for because because of the school I go, I, I went to. Oh, I graduated. Oh, that's right. The school I went to. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, and I had to write my own papers. Um, if you don't know how to read that and parse through it and sniff out the models that you know, it really aren't robust enough. You're not going to know what you're talking about. Right. You're just not. And you're going to believe everything they say, or you don't believe anything they say, which I think is a much safer uh, tact to <laughs> or take. take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. A lot of these academic, I can read academic. I should say, don't outright believe everything you read. Reading academic papers, mm -hmm. as you say, can be very difficult. You have to really be in the zone for it. Yep. It's, it's like reading Shakespeare. 
it's like you're looking at this, what language is this? It looks like English, it sounds like English, but I don't understand it as if it, it must be from another planet. Right. It seems a different language. Yes. But once you get into the zone for it, it starts and then it, I think it stimulates certain areas of the brain that actually, you be, I, feel, I feel like you become more intelligent when you read those things. You know, I'm, I'm serious. I feel like I become stupider when I read well, those well, okay. things. Well, you do. You become, your intellect develops. Yeah. And that means you're, that means you're more stupid. I know what you mean. You know it, what I mean? It, it is, it does stimulate the brain, but only if you understand what you're reading. Right. If you don't, it, it, it just looks like yeah. code words and, and, and garbage. But uh, have you seen the, it, it was a popular YouTube video, I think a few years back. It was uh, something like what English sounds like to non-English speakers. Have you no, seen that no, video? I haven't seen that, it was no. like if you were to watch a movie in a different language, but you didn't know the language. It's for right. somebody who doesn't know English watching a movie. Right. It's like e cloud, you know, but it, but it's but it sounds like English. They all sound like they could be English words. Yeah. Okay. You understand what I yes, mean? Yes. Okay. That's like when you read these academic papers with these long words you've never heard of. Right. And 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 the the run on sentences that literally go like five or six lines at a time. Right. Uh, it's like. That's definitely English. Right. I, I definitely recognize that as English. I have no idea what it says. Hey, yeah. uh, you know what I wanted to bring up, though? I wanted to, I didn't know if you had seen this, okay? Um, the, the, you know that video of the 75-year-old of the guy that got pushed? Yes. The old guy? Yep. Who was, you know, he was supposedly the innocent old man who got pushed yeah, yeah, by yeah. the cops. And sure. I guess, okay, and he fell on his head and there was blood. Yes. Okay. Well, there's this whole thing about analyzing the video, what was going on. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. Right? Yep. And I, I looked at the video over and over again, and a couple of things that's, that are interesting. This, this is what they point out. I want to mention. Okay. Yes. So what, do you know what city this happened in? That was um, Buffalo, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Buffalo. So the police are marching forward right. for people who haven't seen the video. They're marching forward, obviously clearing an area. Yeah. And this- They're clearing out the people. Yes. This old, uh, I want to call him frail. He was very skinny. Man, um, obviously an old man with gray hair comes up to the police, starts waving around or doing something, and the police, one officer actually behind the guy that he was initially in front of, pushes him, and like a couple officers push him, he staggers back, tumbles, hits his head on the concrete, and uh, has visibly has blood right. leaving from his skull. Now, that's, for, you... that's for people who haven't seen the video, and the police continue marching forward past him. Correct, correct. But there's more to it than that. Okay. Okay. First of all, you you characterize that if he was doing, you know, waving his hand or whatever it was. He's doing something, yeah. When you look at what he's doing, yeah. okay, he clearly has a phone. He has his, a phone, yeah. In his hand, and he's clearly scanning them. I'm not sure. That, that's the way it looks. Now, people now, are saying that. People I've are saying that. that, and that that is the way it looks. Now, I don't know if he's pretending to scan. He could be pretending to be a wise guy. Right. Like, I'm scanning you. You yeah, know, yeah, he yeah. could be the, cause people are crazy yeah. and he's doing this. So he's obviously, he's up to no good. He is doing something, whether yep. it's real or yep. in his head. Yep. Okay. The other thing is, do you know about the, do you know about the tube? No. Okay. When he's laying on his head. Okay. Yeah. He they, they push him. Okay. He falls back and he's laying on his back yeah. and you see the blood yes. coming out, right? Like yeah. really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the blood coming from? His head. It's coming from his head somewhere, right? Cause when you hit the back of your head. Very dangerous, by the way. By hit the way, the, hit the back of your head. It, but it's not coming from his head. Okay, it's coming from his ear. Okay, but it's not coming from inside of his ear. It's coming from the top, from the front, from the top, like behind his ear. Yeah, behind on his like seems like it could be in the crevice between his ear and his face. Okay, on top. So it's not even coming out of the ear. It's coming from the top of his ear. Not only that, but you can clearly see a tube. 
going really following along this up along the mask you know the 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 little string that holds your mask on yes there's a tube it looks yellow to me but it's it could just be light refracting okay goes up and it's going up into his mask really you have to look at it okay so we're getting very conspiracy i I know are we i don't mean to be but you know i'm looking at that thing right here's a guy scanning the cops right okay that cop he was doing something. That cop didn't just come out, go and say, there's an old man, I'm going to push him. It looked like he could have been filming to me. It looked like he might be, and because you would hold a camera up that's like a possibility. That if you were filming. He's a pretty stupid cameraman because he's not going to get anything that's going to be watchable. Well, he that. got some elbows, I think, and some, you know, forearm. I'd love to see that phone. I, I was watching, no, I was watching this, you know, pa- uh, pa- uh, Patrick Rooney, we, we have a yes. friend, Patrick Rooney, down in Nashville. He did a... Um, video he, i actually i actually saw a portion of that okay he was showing some of the uh I some of to. the footage on that that's where i got it. i know i know the footage is probably all over but yeah. i i actually yeah. got it from him i was watching it and especially if you, if you just freeze frame it and look at it man you could see a clear tube going up really there. yeah you could have it. to take a look at that so I, it seems like the guys had like come on you you know theatrical blood how that works it's just all it's all tubes sure it's all tubes sure. we were shooting uh mother's day Back in 1978 or whenever it was, yeah. the movie, there was this one scene where the guy, I had never been exposed to uh, Hollywood uh, props and stuff. Yeah. That was my first exposure to it. And when we were shooting that, the guy had, the, there was this guy behind the counter and he, he has to cut his finger, right? With a knife and right. blood has to shoot out. Well, it was just, it was just a tube taped to the back of his arm into his hand and up there and it goes out into his shirt and out the back and there's a guy with a, with a big bulb going to squeeze the blood out yeah. and it comes shooting out of his finger. It looks like it shoots out of his finger. Yes. That's, that's theatrical. You just right. theatrical blood. You, you run it through tubes through people yeah. and that's how you make them bleed. Of course. You can't see that blood coming out of his body anywhere. It's coming from behind his ear. Okay. Well, be- behind his ear, it could be from behind his head. No, it could be no. the back of his head. No, you have to see it. Cause he might've hit absolutely. his head on the concrete. Absolutely not. The t- absolutely not the back of his head. If okay. you look at the video, his, his ear is above the ground and it's going down. The gravity is pulling it down. Okay. Past I will ear. look. Go, go take a look. I will look at the video. Okay. People have no idea why you were on the set of some movie called Mother's Day looking at fake blood, by the way. We'll talk about that some other day. Okay. Some other time. But the broccoli in that movie looked great. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Mother's Day, by the way, was a, a, was a horror movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. blood like that, you would assume that it's a horror movie, yeah. I think. Um. So the upshot of of this whole thing is make you angry so you never let another man like Donald Trump get elected. That's the whole thing. Again. They're waiting for us to, to tap out. But I think that it will backfire. I think so too. I think it will it's backfire backfiring. in 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 exponential proportions. They could also have a lot a lot more up their sleeve. They probably I, have more ammunition, I would say so. And when we say they, it's like who's they? Well, like I said, we talk about resentment, we talk about anger. Anybody who has become a a vessel for for resentment, for anger, mm-hmm. is is a potential. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too spiritual, but it's basically you're a soldier. That's the side you're on. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it is. You know, it is spiritual. It is spiritual because evil is spiritual, right? right? So it's an it's a spiritual problem and requires a spiritual solution. People like to talk about God and good as spiritual. Well, yeah, but, but they, it, they they never want to mention evil as as, no, as a thing. No, no, we don't talk about Satan. We don't talk about that. Satan, you know. Satan's very spiritual, of course, but nobody <laughs> likes to talk about that. They like to talk about God. Well, people say I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what kind of spirit? Right. <laughs> yeah, wait, but demons are spirits too. What are we talking about here? Um, well, witches are spiritual. They think they're spiritual. Right. Right. So anyway, I think it's going to backfire. Okay. I believe. I, th- I believe so. I believe that. What is your evidence? I don't have evidence. Oh, okay. It's a prediction. You want me to build a model and write a paper? Well, then that be- you won't be able to understand. Right. Then people will believe me. Um, I think there will always be a silent majority. Mm-hmm. That's the term that's used, right? I think that's from Nixon, right? I think that think he's the one who who uh, first introduced that term. Oh, I don't know. The that, idea that's that, been in the, our vernacular for a long time, right? The idea that there's a group of people who is silently watching what's going on, right? Definitely tempted to be upset, mm-hmm. but they are going to move. They're, I think they're going to act. I think it could be, and could they're be. not the ones that are broadcasting their opinions on social media every day right they're they're too busy working they have real they have real stuff to do we live in a blue state Mm -hmm. okay and we're locked down we're still locked down running around with masks yeah and all of that we're all like you know cowering and scared and all of the stores actually just opened like within the past week yeah retailers retailers limited with limited capacity you know but you know i get the feeling like the rest of the country is not doing this and i know they're not right but not the parts of the country that are getting reported on that's right la boston new york these are the places that you these are the places from which you get news reports from which you hear the opinions of the people yeah these are the places you don't hear about how how people in colorado or or georgia feel about you know trump or 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 the lockdown or coronavirus you just don't or the or the riots you don't hear about it and the ones that you do hear the ones that do go and tweet and share Facebook posts, they're muffled. Social media companies 100% make their opinions less heard. Okay? Absolutely. Have you ever gone to the trending page? I told you about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. If you go to the trending page on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. You can search. You try searching for like a a, a conservative or like just, just right-leaning mm-hmm. uh, trend of some sort. Right. You'll occasionally find one. Too. Right. They'll occasionally put them there. Yesterday, yeah, I, I looked yesterday. Yesterday was hashtag stand with Tucker. Okay, right. Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Right? Because he's been doing what are actually very informative and I think very brave uh, monologues on on the Black Lives Matter movement. And yeah, a lot, of them, a lot of them lately have been really, really uh, on point. Yes. He's got a, a lot of criticism for them too. I know. So so a trend started, stand with Tucker. Okay. Okay. Right. Um. Self-explanatory. Right. People who support Tucker Carlson don't want him to be fired or censured or censored. Right. Uh, create Stand With Tucker. Okay. If you click on Stand With Tucker, mm-hmm. you're just given a slew of tweets bashing and criticizing Tucker Carlson that have used this hashtag. Right. I hashtag stand with Tucker being fired for being a moron, stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> and that's every single one you see. Right. So you're, the impression is that and, the whole country is against Tucker. And these are what Twitter calls the quote top tweets right. for this hashtag. They've decided that these are the ones that are the most important and the most popular. And you'll scroll down, you'll scroll down. Eventually you find one, one I stand with Tucker because he's a brave guy. Well, there's a nice tweet. Why wasn't that at the top? Yeah. It has more likes than the ones at the top that are bashing him. Mm-hmm. It has more replies than the ones that are bashing him. Why is that one 
50th, well, you would 52nd think, down. You would think that with more likes and more, that, that would be on the top. You would think so, but their algorithm has decided that the ones bashing and criticizing Tucker Carlson should be the ones that you see. I know. And that's, that is just, that is the subtle proof, okay? It's not, it's not literal proof. It's not, it's not, you know, um, criminal evidence, but is it, it is proof enough for me to see that their algorithms and what they do is, is, is designed to, to suppress influence. conservative opinions. Absolutely. You go there and you think the world is against Tucker Carlson and right. it's not true. And of course, the most blatant one, which I'm glad that they did this, the most blatant one was editing President Trump's tweet. Remember? they And adding the qualifier about mail-in ballot voting. What was that? What was that again? He tweeted, I, I don't have the exact tweet. He tweeted that 100% mail-in ba ballots right. would lead to extreme and rampant voter fraud. It's right. a terrible idea, and it's designed to cheat an election. I, rem I remember the tweet. Okay. Yeah, sure. And they added afterward, get the information about mail-in ballot voting. There's no evidence of this being true. There's yeah. no evidence of that. Right. And they added this thing where you would click it, and then we'd give you all these oh, articles yeah. and opinions about sure, why sure, it's sure. a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Sure. Of course. Right. Sure. Yeah, they're adding that. They're adding, right, they're saying, they're, they're, they're trying to discredit the right. tweet. I'm glad they did that, yeah. and I will tell you why. Why? It is the first time that I can remember, mm -hmm. recently at least, that a social media company has explicitly given their direct political opinion in order to silence or criticize content on their platform, okay? They're not hiding behind the algorithm. They can't blame the algorithm, say, this is what's popular, this is what... They True. They're not hiding True. behind it. They're not. They've kind of they're not, their hand. They're not pretending they were hands off. Right. Nope. You went in and you directly gave your political opinion in order to counter the president's because you disagreed with him. That's true. Good. You were caught red-handed. Finally, you were caught directly doing it. So I'm happy they did that because, and and this goes to everything. It goes to the uh, Democratic governors I mentioned earlier and the mayors. It goes to all these people going a little too far because they hate Donald Trump and what America stands for so much, they're tipping their hand. It's a good point. They're all tipping their hands. It's a good point, yeah. The and I think that that is what's going to cause the silent majority to come forward who are sometimes a little inactive, sometimes less vocal, to come forward and vote them away. Yeah, this election has like- In November. This election has the- the potential for being a landslide election in favor of Donald Trump. I yep. mean, it really does. And I know a lot of people are, listen, conservatives, right, are, they're a little bit scared. Yeah. They're afraid because nobody knows which way it's going to go. Right. So they're afraid that this is working. But you get the feeling that it's not working. You just you just look at it. I remember when Nixon was reelected. It was it was what was called the landslide. Yeah. It's different. It's, it's way different this time. The situation was bad back then, too, because we had a war going on and everything. But he had promised to end the war, and he got elected, re-elected, yeah. yeah. and, and he ended the war, so, you know, theoretically, right. pulled out of it. You know, we, we, you know, you can look at that as a loss, because we, we basically gave and, up. And if you look at the, uh, or if you listen to, like, the Nixon tapes, right. and, and look at the discussions that happened behind the scenes, mm -hmm. it was a really hard decision, because he didn't want it, he didn't want to send Americans to go die there. Right. He's like, he, he was like, damn, what do we do? Because you have to end the war and it takes bloodshed. Right. He had a hard time deciding what to do mm -hmm. if you listen to the tapes. It's it's just an interesting thing to listen to. I have heard bits and pieces. I have not listened to the tapes. Yeah. But not, not the whole thing. Hardly you know, anyone has actually.
Yeah. The key, you know, the key is to is to not be phased. And, you know, that's my whole thing is, mm-hmm. is just standing back and not being phased by everything. This hasn't affected me emotionally at yep. all. Um, it hasn't affected me financially or emotionally. If it affects you emotionally, it's going to affect you financially. Well, it's, it's affecting people financially. It is. And then, of course, that Di- directly financially. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a resentment. It's one that, uh, based on our occupation and and yeah, you and lose moms, your job. We, we don't have to worry about. But look, look at let's take for example, Naomi who cuts our hair. Right, she has a problem. Her income's cut off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what do you, you know. Yeah. So people like that, and they talk about essential workers. People who say who differentiate between essential workers and non-essential workers mm-hmm. in this in an economic sense. They don't understand capitalism. Right. They don't understand. Everyone's essential. We all buy and sell things from each other, directly or indirectly, and we all have an effect on each other. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, well, that's not essential. This has to be open and this can be closed. Yeah. I I think it was, was, uh, I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan asked this question. Very simple question. It's a very smart question, too. Right. It's it's so simple that it's smart, or so smart that it's simple. I'm not sure. He said- how do people eat? How does she take her for an example? Right. She cuts hair for a living. Right. That's how she makes money. She's she's not making any money. Well, how does she eat? Right. Where does the food come from? Mm-hmm. There's they haven't answered that question. It, that's it's as simple as that. Okay. Well, she she buys it from a butcher. She buys her meat, let's say, from a butcher. But if she's not making money, mm-hmm. she doesn't have the money to buy the food. Right. So how does she eat? There's no answer for it. Right. There's no good answer. The answer is she has to work. Her job is essential to her eating food. Right. That's what she does. Well, the point, that is absolutely true. But the point also, in addition to that, that I'm making Mm -hmm. is that she has to buy her food from someone. Yes. If she can't buy her food from someone. Right. Then that guy doesn't say the butcher. Yes. Then that butcher does not make the money. Correct. That she made cutting hair. It's a chain reaction. And where That's does right. how does he now? How does he eat? Right. Well, because he eats he eats the meat. So now even the, the essential jobs aren't making money. Right. Because the people who were deemed non-essential, correct, have all starved to death. That is right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's terrible. Right. So, so, um. Well, fortunately, she's back. To work of course, that. that's a thought experiment that didn't actually happen, but it did happen to some extent to a lot of people. Right. Um. Well, that's why we have this problem now with with the uh, with the line, you know, supply lines being depleted. Right. You know, we were trying to buy a refrigerator. We can't buy. We can't find a refrigerator at a reasonable price. Yeah. Well, that comes from our supply chains being global. Right. They're global supply chains, global right. value chains. They are strung out across the world. Yes. Many different countries. These yes. parts come from a lot of it, China. Mm-hmm. And when this pandemic comes and it hits everybody at once, everybody shuts down. Nobody's making anything. You don't have any demand because the countries you're selling to are all shut down and not mm-hmm. making money. And you don't have any supply because the countries you're buying from are shut down and not, not uh, you know, have shut down their borders. You have no production. No so, production. so there's actually been, there's been a call to uh, re-domesticate things, mm-hmm. bring things home. Because even if it is less efficient, because sometimes it's less efficient to do everything yourself, it is safer for emergencies like this right okay so the point i was making is i think that they've tipped their hand 
I think the governors oh, they absolutely have. with their ridiculous I hope so. regulations and restrictions that are that are many times arbitrary and obviously political, like censuring protests um, against increasing government regulation and permitting protests and encouraging protests against, I don't know, systemic racism, whatever these protests are. They've tipped their hand. The, uh, the health officials doing the same thing. Social media taking down videos and, uh, and, and posts uh, about coronavirus and editing the president's tweet. Uh, they've tipped their hand that they're political. Uh, there's no question of it anymore. We all know it. And I think that will drive people to vote in November. Very well may. And I think it's driving them, it's driving them to make conclusions that they only suspected before and now are being proven. Exactly. And that's exactly, exactly. what's happening. I want to talk, you mentioned uh, systemic racism. I don't yeah. want to talk about it today, but I would like to talk to you about that in the future on a future podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. We, we had a whole argument about the evolution of the word racism and what it originally meant and then what it meant when you were growing up and what it means now. Yeah. It's all semantics uh, really. It but, is. It really is. But, but it's not good to be a racist. And if there is such a thing as racism, it's not, it wouldn't be good to be one if there were such a thing. All right, so that's it for today. Tune into our uh, future podcasts, our past podcasts. There's a whole bunch of them on SoundCloud. Yes. Check out our website. Give the address. Schwarzhoffmedia.com. Um, and there are tabs at the top. You can find the podcast. I am home from college. I am completed with college, and now I'm full-time working with my dad. Yes. Um, and so I believe we're going to be doing a lot more videos and podcasts. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel too so that you get notified and put your notifications on so that every time we have a new video come out, you'll get a notification. And also, do people get notified when a new podcast comes out when they subscribe? Yeah. Whatever app you use, you just subscribe there. And yes, our YouTube channel, um, which is Daniel J. Schwarzoff. And, uh, and also you can sign up for the newsletter on the website. There's, there's a newsletter sign up on almost every page, so, so it's not hard to find. Easy to find. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, that's it for today. Tune in next time, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye.